Ciao. This was a sad episode, but we're yes, gonna girl. pull it. We're gonna pull it together. We are. So, Smiles on your face. Whenever you all feeling down, yes. just shout out my baby girl's name. She's an awesome human being and an awesome angel. And if you're a good person, she takes she takes care of my peoples. You know, I'll send a little shout out like Mamita. Can you just you know send a little love to such and such? Next thing you know, I get a phone call that they good. I'm like, all right then, thank you. You know, that's <laughs> that's what I want to make sure she does. I want to make sure that whatever she's able All right. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is a morning edition yes. of, girl, of Girls Night Out. Welcome to Makara Reed's version of a Girls Night Out because, you know, we're all moving into this digital space and everyone is just, I don't want to say caught up into this digital world, but... I'm going to make it with do what it do, but I wanted to create this cute little space. I know some of us cannot meet with each other, but I'm an eclectic type of girl. I'm well-traveled, and I just like to talk to people from all over the world, from different countries, from different states, from different cities. And I just said, let me just utilize the internet at its best. But my co-host for this episode is Jennifer. Hey, guys! Hey, girl. Hey, everybody. Yes. So what you got on with off show the type of thing? Well, I'm going through my Fashion Nova stage just okay. because the, the sales have been intense. Like you can't really get these little it's pieces be, for, for a little five hours. That's what I'm saying. I, I need my little Black Friday sales early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got this cute little Fashion Nova top. I think when I caught it on sale, it was like five dollars. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm. I, I, that's that's my pocket. Like I I like that in my pocket, you know. And then I have the, these cute little like Bermuda type shorts um, underneath, and just a quick little you know flip flop. I'll explain a little bit why I'm very very casual and um, summerish still in what's considered now the fall winter um, season. Girl, we all got our <laughs> own individual style. The best time I tell my clients to go shopping, especially if they're not fashion forward, is the time is January because the new season is about to be pushed, cranked out, fashion week, the new trends, and they want that stuff out. Correct. All the stores want it out. So the best time, if you are like not into fashion and you just don't want to spend your money or you want good quality clothes, January. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And actually, there's a little bit in between, like you said, when they're transitioning into that new school year, you'll find a lot of deals in August, too. Yeah, for mm -hmm. winter. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. So, exactly. yeah, those are the two big times. But Jan I said, I definitely would think January is like the biggest transition because it's spring. Yep. And you're like, who the freak is wearing spring, summer stuff? And we're still freezing, depending yep. on what part of the world you are. But yes girl what, what's going on with you anything new anything you working on um i mean once again as every beautiful female we just always working on ourselves right so that's right. an everyday thing for me um i'm trying my best to got kind of align my chakras again as in terms mm -hmm. of focusing on starting my morning with meditation and really focusing on what my day is going to bring and just executing that you know making making that a a a viable thing right and of course that's hard life is hard every day we wake up with different instances of course on the east side too um depending on where you live you wake up six o'clock in the morning to the traffic and the noise and the honking so i'm trying my best to kind of chill when i wake up i don't know if you've ever seen that funny meme of when of that wolf that sits in the corner of the bed when they wake up every morning yes i'm trying to do that i'm trying to be that little wolf and just sit there and kind of get it together before i start my day you know, oh, as you get a little I'm bit, still laying in the bed. 
Yeah, that's why you want to be able to breathe a little bit before you start your day. I get, you know, we live in a world right now that's just so robotic and just so like alarm clock, wake up, do this, do that. And, and you know, I think as we get older, we realize, hey, it's OK to take a minute and be that wolf and sit on the corner of the bed and Absolutely. just take a breather. So I'm really I'm, I'm promising myself that, you know, I'm, I'm promising myself that I'm going to set that foot, uh, foot forward and really try to do that for myself. And once again, it's hard. But I mean, at least if I if I don't do it in the morning, I try to take at least a 10 to 15 throughout the day and be like, all right, Jen, this is your time. Breathe. Mm-hmm. Do whatever Decompress. you need to do. Regroup. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's basically my focus now and for this upcoming year. OK, I just went to an event in New York. Ciao. I was like. My body was like, girl, we are relaxing today. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ne- I was like, I didn't even do nothing. I had like only two drinks. Of course, it's watered down. Of course. <laughs> and expensive. <laughs> I didn't pay for it. So it, okay, it, okay. I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> but I was just like, yo, what is going The hustle and bustle. And I'm just like, what am I hustling for? Like, I'm yeah. on time. It's just a lot. And I'm like, I don't know how New Yorkers do this for their entire life. And I'm only from New Jersey. I'm from the suburbs of New Jersey. I've never lived in New York. I've only gone there for work and just come right back home. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I was just there for like a good time. And I'm just like, yo, what am I hustling and bustling for? So I'm just like, yeah, I pray, pray, praise the folks that live in New York. I mean, I'm like you as in terms of Jersey, I'm a little bit closer to New York. So that specific area in Jersey is a part of that hustle and bustle of New York because the majority of the New Yorkers live on our side, right? Whether it be whatever county you're in down to whatever county I am. So I did have a little bit of that rat race living, you know, but the thing is the, the positive to that is now I'm able to assimilate myself anywhere I am, you know, whether it be on vacation or just any sort of trip or business trip and stuff like that. But I understand where you're coming from as in terms of once you get back to the Jersey side or just anywhere opposite of New York, it's like, wait a minute, wait, I get to slow down now. Yeah. Somebody was like, what you rushing for? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You just get so used to that roboticness of, you know, working, living, or just commuting in the city that once you deescalate, right. Once you remove yourself, it's like, Oh, okay. Don't get me wrong. I there's times, like I said, that's why I'm trying to overall work on myself because there's times where I can take that step back and then I'm like, all right, what do I do now? Because I'm just so used to that the busyness. Yes, that yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm almost uncomfortable in my own shoes in a sense, right? So that's that's basically what I'm working on now is being comfortable in my own shoes and relaxing and saying it's okay to take that step back. Ciao. So yeah. to the New Yorkers, I don't know how y'all do it. I have been spoiled <laughs> in the suburban life. And yeah, then I live yeah. Otherwise. But um, I've been working on writing a book. <gasps> I'm so excited to finish it. <laughs> well, congratulations. Writing, yeah, writing is not my strong suit. I could give you little snap, I could give you little snippets, taglines, little cute little, but to I have a team of writers that's helping me. So they're like, what do you mean by this? And how about you? But it, it's just a lot. So mm-hmm. I have to wake myself up. I've been waking myself up like 4.30 in the morning since April to write. Well, yeah, the first four months I was just writing and putting all my notes in it. And then now I have like it conceptualized. So now we're like halfway through. So hopefully by December, 
I could just give it, I'll be able to just give it to the copy editor and then I'm on to the design, the design phase. But yes. Ooh, 2023? Is it coming? Yeah, absolutely. Because yes. I want to be done with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this what was you, a lot. What do you find has been the most difficult? Because of course, when you're writing necessarily in your own words, based on your own opinion, a person would think that would flow naturally, would come easily. Where do you, where do you get, where do you feel that you get stuck? I am, st- I have an author coach so that okay. I, listen, yeah, writing is not my strong suit. So I already knew coming in, I'm going to in- definitely invest in a- people who write stronger than me. Cause thank you I for saying am- that. I didn't even know those people existed. Yes. <laughs> like a ghostwriter basically. Right. Yeah. I have, like a, okay. I have two ghostwriters who okay. like going through and then there's an author coach. She's actually like in the literature world. So she's oh, wow. telling me to like, move this around tell your writers that you know move this around and make sure the checklist is active verbs instead of this because that she's giving me the because if not then i she's gonna have to actually go in that's more hours for her Mm -hmm. so um yeah i i've invested in a writing team so my problem was i'm a very visual person so anything which is black and white black and white black and white black and white black i'm like oh my god Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my mind just goes haywire and I'm just like, I, I need to like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this up. I need a break. So I get kind of flustered. So that is like my downfall. Conceptualizing, I kind of got that myself because I created like a, a, a Excel sheet, but just looking at black and white writing, it, it just gets flustered for me. And I'm just like, I can't do this. I don't know how people just can do this all day, every day. Like mm-hmm. this is a lot. If you put me in a fabric store with some colors, some fabrics, paint, I'm in heaven. All day, Disney song and all, twirling around oh, the store. Twirling around, <laughs> la, la, la. I just put together like seven outfits, look at me. But words, I was just like, this is a lot. So, um, so yeah, no, my team, I was like, you guys need to hold me accountable. Like, I need you to tell me, like, have this word amount done, like, by here. Because I'm going to lose track so yeah i had to create like a system because i'm a i'm gonna just be like child i give up this yeah a lot. and then it'll just be just a constant run on sentences with no period it's like wait wait what no i'm stop? not even gonna do it i'm not even okay. gonna open my note i'm not even gonna open up the doc like okay girl bye so that's what this team does like you know i don't know too much about writers don't mm-hmm. get me wrong i've actually wanted to write a book myself but like you said it's one of those things that it's like once you start it, you have to continue going, but then you yeah. get that sort of writer's block. So this team, so literally you put your ideas all on paper and then you have this team that literally comes together and creates the magic, right? Like you said, it gives you the notes of yeah, what they to comb put where. Through. Yeah, uh-huh. they comb through. Like, what do you mean by this? Because I, because I, it's about defining your personal style and discovering it. And how I do it is not your, your typical, because the book author is like, yeah, I think you are right. You need to go self-publish because they're not going to know what to do with this. <laughs> so when they like say, when they like read a certain section, like, what do you mean by this? Because I don't know what you're talking about as a person that's not even fashion forward or whatever. And then I'm just like, this is what I mean. And they have to like word it so that you can read it and understand it and follow it. Because if you don't understand it, it's 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 like a staggering effect. Correct. 
Correct. So yeah. So yeah, they're just like combing through it. Like, what do you mean? Making it flow a lot better. It's a story. There's case studies. There's clients. I use myself as the first chapter because I wasn't always fashion forward as you guys think. Um, yeah, I have one male chapter. That's the one I'm on right now. Um, yeah, it's just. It's, Are you it's able to give us a little snippet of what it's about? Yeah, it's about defining my method of how you dis- how I discover my clients and how I discovered mine and and um, how to create like your fashion system. So okay. I do image consulting and personal styling. So I don't just do like personal shopping and stuff. I really go in and know what your week's activities are. So if you are nine to five sitting in the office and then you go to yoga on Tuesdays and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you, we really like map out what you do during the week. And then I make sure that your closet is aligned, like make sure your groups of clothing are set a certain way because Monday through Friday, which is the bulk of your week, you need to have more work clothes than party clothes, or you mm-hmm. need to have whatever your lifestyle is. You need to map that out. And then next I talk about confidence. Cause that's a big part of con- uh, fashion for me. Not like I said, I'm not like other stylists, but I integrate that in my, my business practices. Um, what else do I talk about? Um, I also talk about intentionality. You have charts, you got you got to know the messaging that you're sending out when you are wearing when you are putting stuff together, and then I talk about assess accessories. That that's like a whole chapter in itself. I can <laughs> imagine. Then, so, yeah, it's just a lot. I mean, it brings a big smile to your face, so I'm happy for you. That means you know you're, you're really happy with the way it's going. Done. Oh, okay, because you just want it to be done. All right, I understand. I understand. But I'm excited. I can't wait to get my copy, girl. Yes. And then you have the perfect platform because, you know, what more information can you get than the plethora of what is New York City? Right. Just everything that you see there, everything, you know, from the styles, from Fashion Week. So you attend those sort of things like the Fashion Weeks and things like that. I used to. I could just watch it digitally or they just send me like the link. But yeah, I used to. I've gone to there. I've gone to Nigeria, Lagos Fashion Week. I've uh, Los Angeles, Atlanta. Like I've been to Toronto. Toronto is a very beautiful scene. I don't even know why they don't put a light on that. But they even people have, sleep like, on a, Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> people sleep um, on Canada. But yeah, I've been to all of those. I've been going to those Fashion Week since man. Since I still have an email from my cousin. He was like, "You'll be there next year." Like I, he took the picture because I was Aww. working and he was yeah. It was 2011. So, yeah, I've been going to Fashion Weeks for a long time. Wow. This is it. This is your year. I believe you guys. This is your year. Yeah, the pivot pivot based on our topic we'll get Mm -hmm. into. But, yeah, the pivot of how the world is, how people are shopping, the way they're just the way everything, everybody's moving. It's kind of just made me just repivot as I was just. Um, going through my grief period. That's why I said this topic made me pivot. Um, so I was just like, yeah, let me just go through my book of ideas and just start doing what I got to do. Started with the book because that started April. I started like timing. Okay, on this day, I did like this amount of words. So yeah, I gave my um, book, my it, was, it should be called manuscript. That's what it's okay. called when it's unpublished and it's unfinished. I gave it to them when it was like 47,000 words. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So by the time the book is done, it'll probably be like around 70 or 80. Wow. Chapter, 
yeah chapter two the 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 chapter after chapter two because there's like in between chapters um it's a it's it's a big chapter i'm gonna okay. tell you this right now it's, okay. it's the most misstep that a lot of people do not do um, okay so the, that is the name of the chapter nice nice so, I, mean, I can't wait till chapter two but yes but yeah i gave it to them like forty-seven thousand words so yeah they're uh, right now i'm at like we're like at 60 something because i'm like clocking it almost there almost there Ciao. <laughs> and what's so, the yeah. turnaround time once let's say you hand this in let's say you hand it in the next two weeks what's the turnaround time will it have to be in the new year like how um, long does it take them to really go through it and then just say, all right, it's ready to go. Well, I'm self-published. It's not like I'm going through like okay. a publishing um, firm or whatever you call it. So she, I know she says, as long as it's not like Christmas, which I said, no girl, we, no, I'm not rushing this. This is my yeah, first yeah, book. Yeah. Um, I think she's pretty quick. Cause as soon as okay. I turn it over to her, cause she's been, I contact her like in between, like I'm, I, we're a little stuck here. I need your help. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, after I hand that to her, I'm going straight to design, design development. You, I already got the connections for that. Oh, so you're good. All right. So yeah, whenever, you good. whenever it's ready, it's ready. Like whenever you feel it, everybody goes through it. All right. I'm glad yeah, you have such a have good to, team. Yeah. I don't have to wait for copy the uh, copyright either. Cause I know you have to submit everything, even the pictures, the design, you submit that all at once. So everything is, I thought I had to submit my wording first and then like the whole book, but no, mm -hmm. it's everything. So once that's done, they said, as soon as you submit it, the receipt is what you put the date as a copyright. Okay. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. So I don't got nothing to worry about that, girl. Yep. Good. Yay. Okay. Good. Good. I'm so, so happy for you, girl. But yes, girl. But that is, that is what I've been working on vigorously. <laughs> good for you. Once again, like you said, you know, you dive a little bit on grief. We'll discuss that a little bit further. That'll make you wake up and do something, honestly. It's, it's either or, actually. It's either or, right? You either wallow in the swallows or you get up and do something. So you chose that and flipped it and made it a positive. So it's going to be great. It has to be. Yeah. It's going to be great. I hope so, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into our topic. Let's go. You ready? So our let's topic of uh, discussion... It's a little dub. It's a, it's, it could be a little Debbie Downer because it was very uncomfortable actually to find an eavesdropper. A lot of people did not want to talk about this. Really? <laughs> she asked me to disguise her voice. That's really? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. So we're, we're yeah, we're gonna get into it. So yes, our topic is how supportive were your friends during the time of grief? Grief cannot just. Grief is not just death, but grief can also just be regret or a loss. So like a friend breakup, a friend of like 12 years and you guys have separated or not friends for like, you, yeah, you guys just break up. That's also a grief, but a lot of people kind of just put hand to hand that it's just a death. So, but this can be an uncomfortable conversation because when I was going up to women, they were not very comfortable talking about this. Wow. Okay. And mind you, you so, would think so, because, you know, the more you hopefully release, the better you can heal or, you know, or, you know, grieve with others from that loss. So, I mean, I, I understand because, you know, mm -hmm. when, when we get into my side, I'll speak a little bit of it. But, yeah, I'm surprised that you got so much no's, you know, more no's than yeses. 
Yeah, I got more. Maybe because maybe it's like a personal thing. I can kind of resonate, but you know, yeah. some of them were like talking to me, like, "Do you have another topic I can talk about?" And I'm just like, "No, no. this is it. <laughs> this, this, this is, is it. it. This is They're it." Just like, oh, so yeah, I don't know. Some of them maybe it be a personal, and I'm not in their. I'm in the like their personal space, but a lot of women were just like, "I'm gonna talk," but like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable talking about this, and I'm just like, well. This is what the episode is about. Sorry. Yeah. It was so nice talking to you. Bye. Have a great day. Watch the podcast. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, time of grave. Have you done it? Well, have you done it? But have you gone through? Of course you have. But how mm-hmm. did you deal? How did you deal with it? And we're going to get right into we're not going to get too much into it because we're not going to invade people's privacy because we don't know what the Internet going to do. The Internet going to Internet. Correct. But, um, time of grief. I think the most impactful one for me was 2020. This okay. was the exact cousin who was full-blown supportive of me being in the fashion industry because I actually went to school for healthcare and I hate it. I did not like it. So he was very supportive of me being in the fashion industry, regardless if I was doing something bad, well, not bad, but just being hard-headed, trying to mm-hmm. go around it. Just he was still supportive of me um, doing it. And when he died, I actually watched him die because he felt like he was having a heart attack and he Facetimed me because wow. I'm in the health. I'm in the health. So not mm-hmm. only did I lose someone, but like just the feeling of like, man, I feel like I, I could have done more, but I did. Luckily, he listened and he wasn't having a heart attack stuck in his house he actually called his friend because you know how guys are they're like yeah. ego they don't want people in their business i'm just like you you need to call like i had to yell at him but um yeah just the, the feeling of that and just having that repeated memory of him just like dying i just i just felt like garbage for a while i was just very sad and i really had to like sit in my silence and it was not many friends there. Of course, family called because we were like this. Yeah. This. But um, yeah, there weren't many friends that were very supportive. I'm going to have to say just one that actually called and she checked up on me like once a month because she knows I'm a bit distant. I need my time. Um, and I just I was just not together. I was not together. How about you? What was like your most impactful? Well, let's get, get your tissues, ladies, because here we go. So similar to you, um, I had my writer die, right? Uh, prior to, to the loss, um, you know, this was the person. And then I was fortunate enough where I've been blessed with good people in my life overall, right? You know, mm-hmm. still still good friends with people from high school. This is where I say the positives of social media and Facebook like that, where you're able to keep connected. And just my hood in general, no matter how many years have gone by, there's always just love amongst us, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I had a team, like I had a really, really good team. So I had my writer die with his, which is also my cousin, as you mentioned yours. And then aside from that, we had our little entourage of about maybe six or seven additional best girlfriends, which are very hard to find in that quantity, right? Like oh, God, solid yeah. friends. 
And it all started because uh, I was teaching in Jersey and then we were just all teachers and then we all just became best friends. And I'm talking about maybe we're going on 20 plus years. So this is 20 plus years of friendships to the point that, you know, just like in the movies where it's the group of girls and then their husbands or boyfriends, then they've all become friends. We take turns in each other's houses, doing the barbecues and the events and things like that. I'm talking about we're unbreakable anywhere we walk into. We're about 25 deep. Right. You can't mess with us. Right. So everything's all good. And then 2018 comes, um, you know, I had I had been living my best life going. Oops, sorry about that. Lost camera. Living my best life going on cruises and vacations. Uh Oh, mm-hmm. I lost my camera. One sec. Let's do this. All right. Let's do this one. Going on vacations, going on cruises and, you know, just living my best life, basically. Right. And um, I turn out to be pregnant in 2017 on a cruise, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And I said, OK, you know, I'm in, I'm in my late 30s at that time. Did I think I wanted to have a child? Not necessarily, because once again, I was living my best life. I've also been in education for a very long time, over 25 years. So oh, I was wow. one of those where I was getting my fill of being around children. Okay, right. So I was OK if I didn't become a mom. Like I said, 25 years in, you know, I kind of knew the game of, of rearing children, raising children educating children i was content with that you know the universe god anyone you believe in had other plans so i said okay let's do this you know my inner circle Mm -hmm. of friends they were all becoming mothers already had been mothers so that was fine with me so then um i give birth to this beautiful beautiful baby you know i'm saying of course you always wish for that health and you know you always wish for for you know the healthier child the 10 fingers 10 toes which all down the line but at the at the end of the day you know i wanted my baby to have good hair you know what i'm saying you always want your baby. i wanted my baby to have good hair so you know i got 4c i love my 4c but you know i just wanted my baby not to have to go through that right oh yeah um i ended up dating a a you know puerto rican nationality so i was hoping that it was his good hair here we go october 1st 2017 i birthed this beauty i'm talking about everybody loves their children everybody calls their children beautiful but my baby was a dime my baby was beautiful (laughs) the good hair the nice strong african nose she was beautiful right so here I am um, enjoying the, the spoils of motherhood, but also with a certain cockiness. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm a teacher. I've been doing this 25 years. My kid's going to be perfect. She's going to grow up to be the best. The, you know, a- anything I could do for her, I will do because I have that knowledge and that education, the background. So in the very beginning, when I gave birth to her, I actually immediately went back to work. You know, we can go into a whole Girl. other topic next time as in terms <laughs> of our healthcare system, you know, which forces a lot of moms not to have that full maternity leave wow. and force Okay. That's to have to kind of go. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've been pretty healthy my whole entire life. So I had a really good bounce back. Mm-hmm. And at that time I was working for a private family as a nanny. You know, they needed me back. I went ahead once again. Hey, I got the next at least 18 years right before baby mm-hmm. girl leaves the house. So I'm good. Um, this is now October. We go into February of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, the beginning of that, I find out that I'm pregnant again, because we all know mm. how that works, right? They tell you to right. relax a little bit, but nobody relaxed. And it turned out I had actually gotten pregnant with triplets um, for a couple of, yeah, for a couple of people that insemination period right after your birth is higher, your hormones are still mm-hmm. on high alert. So you're able to actually have doubles or more um, during that time set. So of course, here we go. Um, so I'm excited. Once again, there's a piece of cake. I got this fast forward into February and I get woken up by my ex at that time. And he says, our child is not breathing. So, you know, I run into the room, mind you, I'm just freshly woken up also to backtrack a little bit. When I do get pregnant, I get extremely sick. 
extremely, extremely sick. You hear about the morning sickness, but I'm talking about I'm the queen of morning sickness, right? So I get woken up to this. Mind you, it's just a regular Tuesday, right? I'm not thinking anything of it, getting ready to, you know, get up eventually within that hour to get ready to go to work. And there's my child lifeless in her changing table. Uh, Fast forward now all the way till March, you know, not into get into too much detail because it's something still active. Uh, Come to find out my husband was the cause of the injuries to my child. Um, And I, you know, ex, sorry, uh, ex-husband was the cause of the injuries to my child. Fast forward a little bit more, it ended up causing her death. Right. So the same way you're frozen in shock. The, my, the gang was frozen in shock. The whole entire hood was frozen in shock. Right. Um, you know, with me being a nanny from my area for so many years, all my kids are grown that I've raised there. Um, you know, I have relationships with these families, right? So they've all known me. So it was always a longstanding joke of, oh, I can't wait for, you know, Jen to have a baby. It's going to be her turn soon. So this whole network of people, this whole village was waiting for this to happen. So come to find out, um, like I said, I can't get into too much detail because it's still a little bit more active. Um, it, you know, it is a court case now, things like that. So while we're doing this, I'm still in shock, right? Because once mm-hmm. again, this is not what I expected. You know, I find I found out through means um, of what was done exactly to her. And it was disgusting and it was brutal. Um, a lot of it is access online. So that's why I know I could speak on some of it. It's something you could easily Google. Like my life was private on a Monday. And then by Tuesday, I was public. I was on the mm-hmm. internet. I was in the news. It was the just a whirlwind. Internet. That's why it, it was a whirlwind of emotions. And I'm a very private person. So mm-hmm. to have that all happen was just overwhelming. Um, in the very beginning, the group was there. Families were there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to say. So their job was one thing, be my support, right? So that happens. Um, you know, we have a, a going home ceremony for her, things like that. Once again, it's still an active investigation. So there was a lot of things in between. Um, you know, it could be another topic one day, but there's a lot of things that our healthcare system and our judicial system needs to work on. But we can touch mm-hmm. base on that another time. Um, in the very beginning, I didn't know what to do. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, stay here or stay with me. You know, you have these three that are coming. Um, in between that time, because of what was happening to my daughter, I was actually expelling the other three, meaning I was losing a lot of blood and I was pretty much miscarrying them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the at, at, during that point, I can honestly tell you I wasn't even worried about those three. I wanted my main my best friend. Right. That's who I was worried about. Right. I didn't know these three. I wanted my best friend. You know, people were like, relax, try to relax. Can't relax in a time like that. No. So. um in between that time, I had vacationed several times to a Caribbean country. And in, in those findings and in those vacations, I was like, all right, this place is doable to one day, you know, move as a family. This was prior to, you know, me getting pregnant with her. And, you know, this was a decision that we had made when we were a couple that this is a country we would consider moving to. We get pregnant with her. We rediscussed it, that it would be something we would move to in the future with her. So, of course, when this took place, I immediately thought, I got to go. Right. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, you know, it was it was hard on them because they were like, wait, where are you going? We're right here. We're your Mm -hmm. village. We're your support system. Where are you going? And the thing was, it was my personal decision because, number one, I couldn't breathe. Mm. I was suffocating, you know, born and raised in my my hometown, homeland. And I couldn't 
bear being there, the anxiety that it gave me just to be in that area. Um, One of the reasons why is that in that very beginning, nothing happened in the process when it came to trials or even arresting him. Mm -hmm. So for a little while, not even for a little while, for a good couple of years, three years to be exact, this person was free. Now, I was told this would happen before we would go to court. So that's why I made my personal decision not to be around for that. I did not want to take the risk of bumping into this evil person in a Walmart getting gas, you know, because as a motherly instinct, as any person would tell you, I'll kill for mine. And I was ready to do that. I was ready to do that. Obviously, I didn't or we wouldn't be sitting here today. But it was because after all I've told you right now, it was because of that decision of not doing what I guess any other mother or any other father would have done. Mm -hmm. I got people that turned their back on me. They're like, well, the gen I know would have put that dude six feet under. Well, guess what, guys? The gen I know would have done it, too. But under this circumstance, this one broke gen. This broke gen. You're human. You're a woman. Like those are like those are like your kids. Like exactly. So it's just where I needed to go. I needed to regroup. I needed to find out what the definition of my life is now. Um, You know, we all have that path where, you know, there's a timeline, you know, we're children, teenagers, adults, jobs, hopefully marriage and then children. When that cycle is broken, Mm -hmm. then you're just standing there and it's like, all right, now what's next? Next. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the point of me kind of, you know, and I didn't I didn't uh, fathom suicide, but I definitely now could relate to some that did because it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, what do I do now? What's the purpose of my life now? You know, so before those before those thoughts overwhelm me, which they still do every single day, not necessarily the suicide part, but the what do I do now? I needed to answer those questions on my own. There was nothing that my village could have done for me to help me find that. But the thing was where where they turned their back on me was because I guess I didn't handle it the way they wanted to. And I don't you know, this is something that's going to be on the Internet and I don't want to speak for anyone. I don't know at the end of the day, but it's the fact that so many have shut me out that I don't know the real reason why they turn their back. You know, I really don't know. I want to say I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, you know, my ride or die that I mentioned or my other sisters, as I I considered them mentioned, they were that hurt. You know, this was their child, too. They are they are also mothers. So they understand that pain. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, what blew my mind is at the end of the day, your only job was to just be there for me, no matter what decision I would have made. Some people don't understand that. And I, well, I just don't understand why, you know, my cousin that I'm speaking of didn't understand that either. Don't get me wrong. She was my child's godmother. So it broke her heart more than anybody else. I get it. But dang, sis, I miss you. Dang, sis, I needed somebody to talk to this whole entire shoulder to cry on. Mm -hmm. You know, and I needed somebody who understood me, knew me, and, and, you know, could have. spoke you know talk to me talk me off that ledge sometimes and the irony is i received that part from strangers and acquaintances i've met more now than i've done from her Mm -hmm. and it's like dang sis we had a plan 
yeah a bond a plan we we had a plan like i'm your your child's godmother you're my child's godmother this was supposed to be a thing this was a horrible horrible thing that happened to me but i still needed you there it wasn't that wasn't the time for you to leave that wasn't the time for you to feed your own ego or your own um resolutions or issues about that or the shoulda woulda coulda because that's my shoulda woulda coulda not yours right your only job was to have my back and be there for me um, as time has gone by, it's eased the pain of, because now it's more than one loss to me, right? It's not just my yeah. daughter. It's, it's all these people. Um, so it's eased, it's, it's eased a little bit in that sort of loss, but there are times where, you know, something happens to me. I just want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, instead of, I talk to my daughter, I always talk to my daughter, you know? Um, but there's times I want to talk to her. You know, and and I can't, you know, can I reach out? I've tried. I tried in the very beginning. I tried to ask her what it is specifically. And, you know, the little feedback I did receive in the beginning was where she just didn't understand my decisions I made. But I told her it wasn't for you to understand. It was just for you to be there overall. Um, Is it something where I think will make amends? I'm not sure. But I'll tell you one thing. As these years continue to go by, I'm missing that less and less. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, this sort of grief on this level, it's sh- of course, obviously it changes you. Um, you know, you have certain people that lose their child and they end up going into a depression, things like that. I'm definitely in a depression, but because I know I have this grand angel, this grand being watching me, I mm-hmm. can't, I don't, I want to be everything I would have been if she was still present physically. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I can't be that one that wallows in my sorrows in the corner. I have to keep going. But now my drive is different because everything I do, every step I take is for for her. her. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm a very angry person. I'll tell you that she should be, you know, where Mm -hmm. um, I'm angry in a sense where anybody that surrounds me, that's a parent. I demand you to be the best. You know, any 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 situation that I see on the news, um, well, you know, because now I'm a, I'm a news junkie now, right? I study mm-hmm. cases and cases in relation to mine. I, I, you know, I try to get as much information and knowledge as I can. And, you know, once again, this is going back to our justice system. There's some rulings that make no sense, you know, in yeah. certain cases. And in and, and mine also, there's some rulings that make no sense of how, you know, I'll say it flat out, how a person that can murder their child be given you know, this amount of sentencing, but a person that's selling marijuana gets 10 times more. Like it just makes no sense. Is, yeah. The system needs to be re needs to be revamped because there's just so much new things that's going mm-hmm. on and it's still stuck in like the past. Exactly. And it's like, would my case have been any, you know, and I don't want to play the race card, but because of the cases I do watch online, would it be, have, would it be, have, you know, done any differently if we were Caucasian? You know, I'm, yeah. once again, I'm not trying to play the race card, but I'm basing it on facts of cases I've seen. Right. And things like that. But going back to that, you know, I'm angry. I'm, I'm angry almost every day, you know, where um, I don't tolerate ignorance, which I never did. But, you know, less so now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I demand people to to be good people around me because I know for a fact I would have raised a good human being. So if you've been given a chance to still be around uh, living, breathing, walking, talking, if you're going to be around me, I demand you to be your best person every time, you know? So that's why what it does, what it's done to me in the opposite, of course, you have less friends, right? A less, yes. a smaller inner circle. And now I enjoy my time being by myself to tell you the truth. 
right? Because I'm gonna have to agree with you with that. We won't, we won't <laughs> dive. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I like my quality time. And I think that also comes not necessarily with grief, but as you get older too, right? You kind of weed out the phonies and the fakes and, you know, weed out what I'm doesn't make you so happy. I'm a selective type of girl anyway, yeah. but the, the, the quiet, the BS and the, the, the emotional dumping that they do yep. that a lot of females do, it's not just females, but... I enjoy just me just getting up and girl, we we gonna take you out on a date today to cl- to cleanse your mind, or we gonna go to the movies, or we gonna go out to eat, or I'm gonna read a book. I've been reading a like a book or two every month. Good for you. I have and to get my back knowledge on that. is like whip. It is yeah. So yeah, me being even more narrow and just weeding out some of the friends, I. Girl, I probably have like two friends right now. Yeah, I'm fine and that's with sometimes that. all you need. Yeah, that's sometimes all you need. Don't get me wrong. I miss my gang. If they see this and yeah. they want to, you know, if they want. No, you don't understand my gang. I'm talking about this gang. They probably like, like ride or die, like all gang, gang. Ride or die. Every per, like every personality in this beautiful melting pot of just beautiful culture, beautiful melanin skin and all shade. It's a, I'm talking about I got some fly friends, girl. Let me cut into this. We got a Pacific episode that is called, is it better to have small group of friends or big group of friends? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a send it to you. Yes. And I'm a, Let's hold that. Send, Let's hold that. You, yeah. you want, no, I had it already. I want you to oh, see what okay. my response is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I, girl, I have topics for days, but. Good, um, good, good. Yeah, having my two little friends and then I mean I own a company. I have employees. So that in itself is a lot. I don't think yeah. people people just think like they see online like, oh, I work for myself. Girl, no. When you have a team, like it's a lot of personalities that you gotta deal with. You got mm-hmm. your system, you got you, your schedule, you got it's a lot of yes. in itself. Yes. And then and that's- I go to therapy. And let's let's clear up the fact that you owning your own business and, you know, what people call being an entrepreneur today, maybe two different things, because, girl, I see online these people swear to God, they're like entrepreneurs and, you know, self-employed and doing this thing. And it's like, "Mm mm-hmm. There's no work ethic behind it. It's just a quick little, you know, get famous or make a couple of dollars thing, but no, right? And there's no stability. You saw the process behind him. Exactly. Exactly. The blood. There's no real blood, sweat, and tears these days in a lot of these, you know, this younger generation as there's in terms no of the work system. ethic. Yeah, exactly. there's no system. Like, I'm, that is like my niche. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but like building a system. As I was mentioning with the book, like, I am helping you build a fashion system and it starts with your closet or how you shop. If it's helping a fashion designer, it, you got you to gotta have like, what's your uh what manufacturer are you buying what's the price going to be like the whole inner backing like that has to be together like what are your processes what's the sales pipeline like there's just so many things and people are just like what is that yeah it's like are you collecting are you even collecting like their emails like how are you staying in contact with them you just using ig or tiktok like yeah. what if what if that goes down like yeah f them sites so yeah you're yeah, right, too. People forget that. Like, oh, girl, sometimes I wish the internet would go down just one time so I could get my popcorn and watch these youngins and be like, what you going to do now, has. then? It what has, you going like, to do? Yeah, it already has. And I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. I can hold a conversation mm-hmm. in person. Like, what? Exactly. Who, 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 who cares? I email and I, and I call. I call. I, I hate texting. 
I yeah. do not like texting, but um, you know, a lot of people don't have like systems in place. Like I have templates already pre-made. If I send to my virtual here, send this to X, Y, and Z. Make sure you use this, and please change the color. Like I have a system in place, and yeah. they know what to do. Yeah. But child, that is a lot in itself. And mm-hmm. you see I can my imagine. Calendar, it is colorful. <laughs> I love calendars. I'm one of those that even though I go ahead and put things in my phone, I still got to write it down. That's the old school in me. Like I need to have that map in my, like my OCD, right? I need to have it in the notebook. I need to have it on the phone. I even need to have it on the tablet, just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I write. Yeah, I write. Well, it's good muscle memory. A lot of people don't yes. know that, but writing, it helps your muscle memory instead of just going on your phone. So yeah, I have, I have a whole bunch of notebooks. Ciao. <laughs> and the thing I- is, it's, it's sad because we kind of need to get our youth back to that. And once again, I'm speaking from experience, knowledge, and profession. I'm a teacher right now, seventh and eighth graders. You would think I'm pulling out a tooth to ask them to read a book. Yeah, I read a book. Like, like it's every... like, yeah. let me give you an example. I gave them Harry Potter. We've all seen Harry Potter, at least mm-hmm. the movie, read the book. So I'm like, all right, this is a great first book report. You know, you guys are about to go into high school. I need to prep you. There's no more handholding when you get to high school and college. It's just like, you do the work. This is doing it's doing. That's it. And they're my mm-hmm. my seventh and eighth graders are not prepared for that. You know, they're not prepared for that at all. With all the technology they have, they're still kind of lazy with it. They'll give a thousand percent to the Roblox and Among Us and all these little right. phony games. But for the book report, it was constant complaints that the the grammatical errors, mm-hmm. the punctuation errors, the, the lack of capitalization. I said, you know, you all can sh- like honestly even cheat these days and use those um, Grammarly type sites. But it's the fact that they're so lazy to even use a Grammarly site to check their spelling. I said, I my don't goodness. even do that. Yeah, no, I, got a little, I still got my little uh, dictionary. Yeah, I got made my little library. Yeah, I have a little dictionary that I it's yeah, I have it right next to my desk. And when I'm writing, like I, I pull it out like I don't rely I'm not near the computer. My phone is over there. Like, you know, um, schools, I apply for a fashion business um, position as John. Nice. I'm not going to nice. say which, which school. They mm-hmm. brought me in for an interview. But when I looked at some of these college students, I was just like, was I this behind? I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> During my time, like, it's just... I don't know. It's just very like lackadaisy. And I'm just like, yeah. Internet yeah. was there when I went to school, which was 2010 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, 2006 to 2010. It was there, but it wasn't social media. Wasn't an everyday thing. Like Correct. Facebook was still college. Like you had to sign up with an EDU. Mm-hmm. At the end. So, um, and there wasn't so much, of information but since i went to that job i i I, they didn't hire me but i'm like i feel like i need to create like an online community kind of just focusing on um just creating a system because i don't think people really grasp like you really need to have a system to create a brand of course i mean of course it's going to be more fashion for fashion forward for like fashion brand designers and service providers but um but other people can grasp from it but um yeah schools yeah. schools are different so they're way different 
they're way like there's there's days I end my day I'm like really this this is our future people like this is who's supposed to make decisions for us when we get older like oh, no man and I tell my kids all the time please prepare yourselves for when the internet goes down it's gonna happen one day like I need you guys to have that sort of knowledge I said I would be a failure as I t- as a teacher if I set you up for for failure if I set you up to think that all your answers will forever be on Google I'm I'm not a t- I'm not a good teacher. I'm not a good teacher. Do they even know how to go to like the library and read the um... girl? They they don't even know whether they haven't set foot in the library. Cause I was like, I want you guys to go to the library and get the book and read it. They're like, oh, I don't live near one. Oh, wait, I don't think I have a library card. I said, OMG. I still have I'm like, one. wow. Yeah. So yeah, I that's feel... our future, guys. <laughs> like, oh, that's <laughs> I'm trying my best. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'm not the only educator out there that's trying their best. But yeah, we're 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 given obstacles with them nowadays. We are given obstacles with them. You know, I I'm, I consider myself still the cool hip teacher because like yourself, we were integrated to technology from the very beginning. So we right. kind of know how to maneuver around it. And we kind of know how not how to be, become a follower. Right. As a lot right. of our generation didn't do. So, you know, I use it to my means and incorporate a lot of my lesson planning with stuff that they're familiar with. But at the end of the day, no matter what context I um, introduce to them, their feedback has to either be written or verbally. I need you to speak to me. They don't speak. They grunt. They sure don't. They eh? sure don't. Eh? Eh? I'm like, no, you need to I speak need to emoji. me. I need emoji. Emoji face. Yes. Emoji face. Yes. Yeah, I and did a workshop like, class and they, I was just like, I want y'all to know that I'm the interactive teacher. So if y'all don't answer, we will be standing here and I will be yep. looking cute. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went old school to some of the teachers I didn't even like. I take off points here and there. You know, just your basic title page. Like you're writing a book, just your basic title page. It's like pulling teeth. I'm like, look, a title page is separate. Open any book in your house and you're going to see a separate title page. Dave, I said, that's exactly. To, um, YouTube, ch- they're probably used to YouTube titles and not book titles. And then or also Chicago they're used they're used to just run on sentences. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, write me a paragraph. I have 15 sentences. I said, that's that's not a paragraph. There's no there's no differentiation. There's no there's no split. How do I know when you're fragments. taking a breather and going on into the next subject? I said, you have to write as if you're the reader. You have to write as if you're directly talking to someone. If you want to convince somebody to like your product, choose you, follow along with your reading, convince them. And it all starts with a simple little, you know, introduction in your own words and they won't give me that but they'll talk about nonsense all day yeah all day so it's it's sad it's sad i'm hoping i'm hoping to change at least my group i love my group they're funny bunch you know these teenagers of this generation they're hilarious but um yeah we need to get we need to get back to a lot of the basics you know even as simple as as reading you know, it, it should yeah. be something where we incorporate, hey, before you have this many hours of online time, you know, devote yourself to this at least for an hour or so a day, something like that. Like, I even want them to meditate when we start in the morning. Mm-hmm. I want them to, we have something called an advisory, which is just a little break in between in the very morning, but we just discuss how our evenings were and things like okay. that. So that's how I start my morning with them just to get dialogue out of them interesting during yeah. my down during my little downtime of grief and just re restructuring my life i that was that's like one of my next missions as soon mm-hmm. as i get this off the road and the book is done i wanted to create it online i'm just like i want to i think i want to structure it like 
the the school curriculum because like I said when I went in for the interview I was a bit like is this how schools are right yeah (laughs) um I don't know I just feel like and also I also feel like some of the teachers the professors they don't bring like excitement yes exactly that's Um, exactly what's going on yeah they've become Sorry about that. They've become also lazy to the net. They're using it as an excuse to say, all right, well, you know, the net will help me. And the thing is, I'm I'm the opposite. And I actually work for a really great school, which we're the opposite. We're teachers. You know, we're bringing it back to old school of interaction, conversation, you know, proper grading of papers, not just letting you skim by. Like we're preparing you for the next foot forward. Um, The owner of the school, he's like you and I, where he just wants to get back to those basics of real core learning. So, you know, he's been blessed by, even though it's virtual, actually, he's been blessed to find a good group of people from all over the world where we have those sort of same values. So shout out to Ideal School if you want a fantastic online school for your children. And, And you know what, you know, what's funny is that people underestimate us because, you know, when you Google online schools, you see a million of these, um, you know, Korean or Asian type one-on-one and quick, almost babysitting online, virtual babysitting. So now when you come to our school and you babysitting, basically, because like you just said, these professors and these certain teachers are just so used to the internet doing all the work. Their day consists of video after video, after video, after video. Okay. Thank you. Class is over. You know, I'm the opposite. I may use the video as a guide because we're online, but at the end of the day, honey, you write, you reading, writing, and assigning me homework in that notebook. You know, and then so people underestimate us where when they sign up for school with us, they're like, all right, cool. I got my child a babysitter. When they realize we have final exams, um, you know, in between block exams, things like book reports, Mm -hmm. um, a whole platform where we do our gradings and parent teacher conferences, they're like, oh. So when I have my parent teacher conferences, they're like, oh, we didn't know there was this many requirements. I'm like, wow, have you gotten sucked into then? Like, did you not forget your days of school? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, not to knock parents. We do live in a world now because, you know, it's a two parent household has to work. It's not like back in the days in the 50s and the 60s where everybody got to be housewives. Like women are out there working. That's why women are out there working. My friend is the breadwinner. Well, she was because now she has a little child. But when she was working, she was the breadwinner versus her husband. He wasn't too far off not to put their business out there. I'm not going to say her name. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, but been she happening. It's was been happening. very on top of her kids. Like she get that email. What does it? Mm-hmm. Make sure he is not watching any TV. He yep. is doing straight homework. And I'll be like, oh, so it's like, come, I didn't know it was, I don't have no kids. So I'm living vicariously through her. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, so you get like straight reports. Like she's like, yeah, I want it every day sent to my phone. So she gets reports on any act ups or any talkbacks. And she was very involved. Like she loves being a mother. Mm-hmm. That's so fantastic. I, I, so I guess not all I shall. I don't know. I am not a parent. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, like I said, it's not, not to knock the average household. Now, two parents do work, but that's the thing now because we're so virtual. Just overall, in in the whole entire world and in life, there's no excuse because you do get that message that quickly as opposed to the average phone call or the email or you mail. may miss. Or or yes, what did you say? The postal mail. service. What's that like? Get yeah, the, you know? get the report card mailed. Exactly. Yeah. You exactly. get the mail so, first, girl. So that's the advantage of having, you know, the internet is having that one 
step or one drop service for everything education wise or no matter what it is that you do in life. Right. Right. So, you know, that's what I like about our school. I like the fact that we're able to integrate and we're able to bring back old school back to basics and then connect it with what's going on today with the internet. Right. Mm -hmm. So our parents are very pleased with us. We're very pleased with our families. You know, I love what I do overall. So either way I, I would still be doing it. And then my goal going back a little bit to the grief is baby girl. I call her my baby ninja. Anybody mm-hmm. that knows my social media page, everything, she's called Baby Ninja. Um, she told me, she sent me messages here and there in these past couple of years because my baby's adamant. She don't play mm-hmm. with her mama. Anybody that that ill wills her mama or just, you know, wants to offer me a bad day or spew their negativity. I'm talking about my baby don't play with that karma, girl. I'm talking about <laughs> that person cursed me out. Next, you know, they're tripping downstairs. My baby don't play with that karma. Right. So she's been sending me messages that one of the reasons why I'm in this specific uh, location mm-hmm. is I'm going to open a daycare in her name. Aww. Right. Okay, you say all right, but once again, going back, I, you know, I came to this location with my little bit of cockiness, like, oh, I'm American. You know, they roll their red carpet out to us wherever we go. Girl, they don't care about education here. Not like they should. Yeah, not no, like not they here. should. This is the capital. So every state. every door I knock on, um, it's more like, well, don't you want to open another bar or another restaurant? I'm like, no, I want to open a school this, and I educate keep, the I children. Saying, this is a capitalistic. They want you to work. It work is and make yeah. money. Yeah. And then when work to your diet. And when it, that, mm-hmm. So, and you know, so she told me, all right, mom, first stop where you are now. And then you're going to continue to do this because I guess what she's trying to tell me is you, I'm not, she already knows that I'm not, I'm not comfortable going back home just yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Number one, if I go back home without hitting this goal, I'm going to feel defeated. Mm-hmm. Right. So I need to do this for her before anything else. Um, okay. So she told me, mom, once you do that here, I want you to revolutionize that all across um, Central and South America. Okay. So once I'm done here, I'll be going to different countries around Central, South, Central and South America and doing educational programs, if not a daycare in places that are needed, all in her name. Because what happened was she realized, I realized, you know, my hood, my village realized this man really tried to silence her and myself. That's another reason why I didn't take this man's life, because who would have spoken on behalf of my child? Yeah. Right. So I needed to do that. So not only did he not get to f- successfully wipe her name, now I'm going to have her name on big letters everywhere, everywhere for everyone yeah. to see. You know, so shout out to Khaleesi Monroe. That's my baby girl's name, Khaleesi Monroe. I did hey, get her Khaleesi. from Game of Thrones, Mother of Dragons. Yes, I was I did. just yes, about I did. to ask. <laughs> girl, and I'm so upset too, you know, like, you know, of course, like you mentioned before, there's those little things that I'll always repeat in your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of my life, I'm already used to these five years and five years went in the blink of an eye. I'm talking mm-hmm. about I could re- I could almost remember, you know, you start to forget little things here and there, but I could almost remember that day down to the T. And right. it's like those five years have gone by so fast. And what upsets me, too, is that girl for those that whole entire time that I was pregnant, I wanted to name her that. And the murderer, because that's what I call him. I don't call her her father. I don't call him my ex. He's the murderer. Um, He kept fighting me on that. He's like, I don't want to be that corny parent that has the child named after a show. I said, no, boy, you don't understand. There's something about this name and I have to give this child this name. So when I finally gave her this name, it upsets me too. You only only gave me four months. He took her life, by the way, I didn't mention. He took her life after five months. So he gave me no time with this child. No time with this child. I don't know what this child would have sounded like. I don't know. This child never cut a first tooth. 
This child never got to say mama. All she did was smile. And that smile girl can light up a room. Mm-hmm. So I'll never know why people do what they do. Right. right. Um, but because of that smile, because of the person I know she would have been, I got to make sure that name lives on in whatever which yeah. way, shape or form that I can. Well, we got a nice little eavesdropper. <laughs> Who want to chime in on her on her on her little decision? Ooh, with on on is we she? We should play a little like intro music when we do that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an eavesdropper of is she a supportive or helpful friend during okay. a time of grief? Can I be? I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Ooh. I'm glad my face is not what is recording. I'm pretty terrible at uh supporting my friends during grievances. I I, I will have to admit that my family weren't very emotionally involved and stuff like this gets very awkward for me. So I I am not supportive. I am ashamed of it and yeah, I, there's there's just nothing else to, to, to say. I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable talking about it, thinking about it. It's just not a subject I even want to think about. So that's our little eavesdropper. Ooh, well, hey, girl, thank you for sharing that with us for sure. And right. even though your voice is disguised, I can hear the pain in that. I can hear that this person is truly upset of not being as supportive as they feel like they should mm-hmm. um don't you know to that person don't beat yourself up over it but you know being a person who suffered from grief being a person who's lost somewhat of their support system mm-hmm. um i appreciate your honesty you know i would i would have no problem with you being a, a, a friend of mine and saying hey jen this is out of my league you know what I'm saying? Right. I'll be there for you when you call and ready to go out to eat. And, you know, but as in terms of me being there for you, when you need a shoulder to cry on or giving you that advice, I can't do that. I would have so much respect for that person being that upfront and honest. A lot with of me. people do not feel comfortable communicating, setting mm-hmm. boundaries. Um, it's just so much mm-hmm. of things. But um, yeah, she stated that she's uncomfortable. She, I, the one thing that stuck out to me, she said um, her family wasn't very emotionally supportive. So Correct. That, and I was just like thinking to myself, I didn't want to interrupt her. I'm just like, hmm, that's at least she can identify the root as to yes. why it's uncomfortable. Some people don't even know where to start. They just say like, I don't want to talk about it or I don't feel comfortable talking about this or they just like run away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's great that she even identified it, but that's like the huge thing that stuck out to me. But everyone goes through grief. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, it, you breaking up with a friend, you breaking you and a family member not talking anymore or death. Like everyone goes through it. It's the emotional and mental thing. I've learned that going to therapy. I went, I went to therapy and she helped me like kind of just redefine everything. Because mm-hmm. again, this person was like, we, that was like my sounding board, my support system and everything wrapped in one as long as a family member but um yeah we all go through it we all have our process some people take longer than others it took a very long time i'm gonna tell you it took me a very long time because that first year was hard 
it was yeah. very hard. Um, and then we were still, and we were in the pandemic. So I just was like, I, I don't even want to talk to you right now. Like, please leave me be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't even know how some of my clients even were okay with me. Like I sent them an email. Like I, I just lost someone. I, I'm not going to be working. It's, it's, I'm not going to be functional, but, yeah. um, yeah, I think having a therapist and everyone, if you find a therapist, you definitely need to vet your therapist. You got to have a chemistry with your therapist, especially with a heavy topic like this, a heavy mm-hmm. touchy topic like this. You need to kind of just fill them out and make sure that you guys gel like good before you dive into such a sticky type of uh, t- a subject. Um, Correct. So yeah, finding having a therapist. I specifically wanted a black one, a woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just help her her having me. She was more like it was like a friend, friend you're paying. Yeah, I like yeah, to say, yeah. A friend you're paying, and she helped me do it. And she also, I wish I was very appreciative. She learned. She asked me, "How do I learn? Like, wh- which way do I learn?" I said, "By doing. I see, and then I do." And so she had me do exercises and that kind of broke up by monotony of just kind of just being so somber and sad. And my emotions are just ranging from low to high. And then I just started seeing uh, the pattern just kind of just drift off because I journaled a lot lot throughout that time. So I kind of just saw the pattern of her helping me just get back into things. And then once I got out of that slump, then that's when I just was like, well, I just noticed that, you know, no one called and supported me. So then she just was like, all right, so do you want to dive into, you know, what is your meaning of a friend now that you lost a close friend of yours? Because your needs are different than what it was before this person has passed away. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize it as that way. So her helping me work through that was also like a struggle. I'm just like... I don't know what I want. She's like, you know, this is like similar to like a job description. You, you're going to have to find, you're going to have to write out like what you want in a friend. Cause your needs are different. Now your needs mm-hmm. and wants are different. And she says, I'm going to raise another question. What are your priorities now? Like is your love life more important, your work, or are you still putting your friends because you're in your mid thirties? And I'm just like, man, that's another question I need to think about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, and her just raising all these questions and she's unbiased of who I am. Um, any information I provide to her, you know, she's helping me kind of just work through it. It helped me to kind of just weed out what I want to interfere what I need and what's more important to me and just narrow it down to having two good friends. I'm not one of those needy friends where I need to talk to you every day. I've never yeah. been like that. You could call me every other week. We could have a girls night out every other, other, every other month, or we could do like a girls trip once a year. And I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, she helped me kind of just put that into place. And I'm just like, okay, I think I feel good about life now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started with this little project. So I think the impact, it's a bittersweet. I wish he was still here, but I know, I know he's shining. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, he's definitely right there for sure. Shining for sure. sure. Um, But yeah, my support system was not very. So if you guys 
just feel like you're alone you're not also if you want to call in and leave a voice message you can i have the number it's 202-480-9557 you guys can be an eavesdropper you don't need to say your name you don't need to say your location just repeat the question how what am i a supportive friend or helpful friend during a time of grief and then state your answer. We'll insert your audio in the episode. You're not going to get me. You're going to leave a voicemail. I'm just letting you know, FYI. <laughs> They're like, but I speak to you. No, girl, you're getting a voicemail and we, we're going to insert your audio. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but it's a part of life. It took some time for me. I know for you, it's, it, it, was it a slow process or a mid or fast? Um, the thing is, when it comes to the loss of a child, I don't, there's no I, there's no cure. Right. You're, this yeah. is a loss that you'll suffer for the rest of your life. So you kind of learn to live in that loss. So you structure your life now around that loss. And I'm not saying, you know, I did say I'm angry, but I'm not saying I wake up every day and I'm miserable. I wake up every day. Like I said, I have a plan because I have somebody mm-hmm. watching me. But I've already learned because people are like, oh, time heals. Not with this. It really doesn't. People need to stop lying to people. It's OK to say that I'm going to be hurt and sad for the rest of my life. And I am, and I'm, and I'm okay admitting that because um, I, you know, I wouldn't want to lie to anybody. I wouldn't want to lie to myself. Um, what has surprised me is because I want to make sure I throw this out there is, um, you know, other than my tribe, my hood, oof, the girl, the way my hood stood up, I had, um, you know, I, I had people reaching out to me that were either, you know, friends from high school that we just, you know, we lived life. So we haven't gotten in touch with each other or mm-hmm. things like that, but they reached out, you know, all of them were like, yeah. they reached out and, and they shown love to shut up. So shout out to 201. You already know who you are. 212 all hey, New York tri-state area okay. you know everybody at the end of the day everybody has had my back at the end of the mm-hmm. day I have been fortunate enough to have a good amount of people in my life positive people in my life that I can say I, I've had 20 plus years it this is just an unfortunate tragic tragic incident that blew everybody's mind and hit everybody differently and they're handling their grief in result of that differently Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not to knock them, not to say anybody's better than the other. Everybody handled this differently. Everybody took this indifferently. What I can say, the positive of that is the love that they've shown. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it almost it put a smile on my face like, dang, I must be a good person to have all these good people around me. Right. Right. So that's what I've taken from it. But yes, at the end of the day, I have lost definitely a lot more than I've gained. And the only thing I could do now is just continue to put my best foot forward. Don't get me wrong. There's days that I don't put that foot nowhere. I get to work from home. So there's days that as soon as I clock out of work, I'm in my little slumber in my cave, in my in my area. But that's what makes me happy right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fake the funk and get up and get dressed and go party here and go party there and pretend I don't need to. It's not the cure. Mm -mm. That's why I'm not pretending for nobody. I don't need to impress anybody. Right. Um, I I need to grieve the way I need to grieve. It works for me. We had mentioned when we spoke briefly about a therapist, you know, I'm 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 glad that we're getting a lot more. Um feedback from everybody even now celebrities when it comes to therapists because remember back in the day was taboo if you went to see a therapist there's something wrong with you you crazy girl you know what i'm saying so now that it's open where you see the celebrities are dropping like flies themselves because they're not they don't have the proper people or the proper outlets or any no girl so (laughs) you know like I had mentioned to you when we spoke before, I've never thought of going to one only because I would definitely need to literally find somebody that's down to the T gone through what I've gone through. 
Yeah. I don't think any outside therapist that's just a female, just an African-American female, or Hispanic female, because I'm of Hispanic descent also, or, you know, or maybe that's even lost a child can relate because mine was just such more on a, a, a graver type. And mine's such a more tragic, yeah. you know, exposed type incident that that's why I've never gone that route. But I appreciate the fact that they're out there. I appreciate the fact that they do what they do and that a lot more exposure has been brought to them, you know, because they needed that. Because once again, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's helped you. Like the questions you just, you know, told us right now, it's like, wow, those are really good questions, right? That's something that never, that's why those are really good questions. So, you know, I, this is, even though I myself are, am not using one, I'm not going to one right now. I definitely Mm -hmm. recommend anybody who feels that they should, or anybody who doesn't have anybody to talk to, or anybody just that needs that fresh perspective. Because of course, when you have that good girlfriend, that good boyfriend, they are going to keep it real, but they're also going to soften it up just to not hurt your feelings Mm -hmm. or whatever. So you need that person that doesn't know you sometimes to be like, girl, this this is what it is. Give you, you know? a shot that perspective. And that's mm-hmm. what they're paid to do. So that you'll definitely get their honesty from that outlet. So maybe one day for me, but right now my drive is the goal that she set for it for me. So that kind of keeps me busy right now. So that that's where I'm going. Ciao. This was a sad episode, but we're going to pull it together. We are. So- smiles on your face. Whenever y'all feeling down, yes. just shout out my baby girl's name. She's an awesome human being and an awesome angel. And if you're a good person, she takes she takes care of my peoples. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll send a little shout out like, Mamita, can you just, you know, send a little love to such and such? Next thing you know, I get a phone call that they good. I'm like, all right, then. Thank you. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what I want to make sure she does. I want to make sure that whatever she's able to give, she gives it back to the people that had her mom's back. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So you don't understand how wholeheartedly I believe in, and I'm not, you know, it's not to go into the subject of religion or the topic of religion, but I promise you, when I tell you, just like you feel your cousin, I feel this child. I feel this child in every step I make good or bad. There's days that my back is against the wall and I'm like, I can't do this. And so he's like, mommy, I got you. Next thing you know, she sends somebody or something my way, girl, because hmm. girls, woo. this is a heavy episode, but I, I yes. warned y'all in the beginning. So, but in, it's a discussion that needs to be had. Yes. As, as the eavesdropper said, this was uncomfortable. And she said it numerous times. And she said it more before I even did the public exactly. interview. But what do you want to cheers to today, girl? Did you learn anything or something that you want to work on? What do you want to cheers to? Let me get my little glass of water. Well, let's cheers to teachers. Because what, what this caller let me know when she mentioned that it wasn't something done in her in her childhood, in her life to have that sort of emotion and that sort of care. Mm-hmm. I reiterate that to all my families with me being a teacher. People still tend to underestimate how much children pick up, how much knowledge children know. They're like, oh, well, they're just a baby. At the, yes, they no. may be just a baby, it's but they're human. They're absorbing everything just like mm-hmm. we are. They're just, they're just the difference in age is their expressions different. But trust and believe they're absorbing it, negative or positive, the same way we would. Energy so please, too. Yes. So it's as simple as, as this caller mentioned, you know, somebody should have told her more. It's okay to have these feelings. Somebody should have hugged her and said, I got you. Like, you know, I I don't want to speak on behalf of that person or their upbringing, but it, it, it could take that little bit. It could literally take you just hugging your child or any child for that matter and be like, you good. It's okay. You got mm-hmm. this. Or maybe you don't have it this time. You'll have it next time. And the thing is, we live in a world that's so internet based. I tell my parents all the time, if you don't raise your child, the internet will. 
Absolutely. If you don't keep it 1000 with them, the internet will they but all find, the time they find out or they find out them. and it might not be the truth and they mm-hmm. might accept it as a truth because they have no nothing else to compare it to. Right. Right. So it's better off. They hear it from you, feel it from you than hear it from these streets. Oh, so cheers to all of us really just trying to make it through the day. Girl, I didn't even have to bring my glass. <laughs> I don't even know what it's to do. Gone. I'm stuck. Virtual. Yeah. So, you know, it cheers to all of us just trying. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, it gets harder as you get older. Um, there's no manual for this. No matter how many times Absolutely our parents not. warned us, oh, wait till you grow up or wait till you're an adult. There's no manual for this ever. Um, and then, of course, it becomes even harder once you do become a parent. You know, you want to leave a good human being behind. Right. right. So shout out to the parents doing it. Um, boo to the parents not doing it. Step up Yikes. your game, please. Yikes. Um, and just shout out to all us women. You know, what I'm saying, you know, we, we've stepped our, uh, up our game these past couple of years. Well, we're in the workforce now. Like you mentioned, your friend, some of us are the head of household. Now we filling out our taxes that we've had a household. You feel me? So shout out to those women. Continue doing you. And, you know, shout out to us who are not going to be silenced to talk about these sort of topics that, you know, we, we are not catering to what the internet says as in terms of the falsehood that we should live in. You know, it's okay to grieve. We all have grief. It's okay to wallow in that grief if you need to for however long you need to cry scream pull hair do what you got to do it's okay don't let the internet tell you you got to be phony and smile and do this and do that be you you know only through that yes only through that grief and only through that whatever change it is in your life is what changes you right that's where you learn your lessons so go ahead and learn that lesson you know get get that wokeness you need to get and, you know, continue on from there and then always be kind, because once again, when you think you got it bad, Somebody shorty over here dealing with a murdered child, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'll talk to people and I don't introduce myself like, hi, my kid, you know, got murdered. I introduce myself as me. So as they get to know me and then find out my story, they're like, girl, I would have never known you go through that because your strength and the way you walk around. Mm-hmm. I saw because I'm not going to let this man break me. I can't let this circumstance break me. And I'm, I'm still somebody's mother. So I still have to stand up on my own two feet and do what I got to do, you know, so don't let nothing break you and you will be broken. I'm broken. I can admit Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm never going to be healed. There's nothing that can fill that void. I don't intend to fill that with anything. So, you know, that place is for her. It will always be for her. So it's okay to say that. It's okay Mm -hmm. to say, I don't feel well. It's okay to say I'm broken. Like you said, it's okay to say, I don't want to be bothered right now. You know, that's okay too. I want, I want women, men and children to, to, to know it's okay. Literally to know it's okay. Tomorrow's another day. And as cliche as that sounds, it just is. It just is. You know, we watch these videos online. I tell my kids all the time, you know, when it comes to the book reports, here you are being lazy with a book report, but I could Google three people that unfortunately under whatever circumstances are missing limbs and they're driving their cars, putting on their makeup. You've seen them girls putting on their makeup, cooking their food. No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. So, yeah, if anything, the takeaway today should be no excuses, you know, get up and, and do what you're going to do when it comes to grief. You know, that also shines a light on who is really there, who's not. Take that information, store it and keep it going. What do I want to share? I want to share to us just pushing through. Yes, grief. definitely. Definitely. Um, and not hurting and not being violent because, you know, some people resort to that almost there girl that's why i know i I want to cheers to that and i also Mm -hmm. just want to cheers to um what i want to cheers to 
us just finding me and you just finding an outlet to I don't want to say distracts, but kind of just keep our mind like laser focused on that. And, yeah. you know, also just following through with it, because I think people just, you know, they go through grief and then they just, oh, I guess I'll be stuck with this. And, and we were blessed enough to find something to do. And we're actually moving forward with it. We're keeping and we're keeping our emotions intact. We're talking. We're being vulnerable. And some people just still just, you know, just stay in place of just being in their shell. Correct. So I want to cheers to that. What else I want to cheers to? The book. The book. <clears throat> the book. Yeah. Let, me tell, <laughs> let, me, let me tell y'all. So, is my Michael? Yep. Let yes, me it tell is, you girl. something. When I finish this book and book two, because it's two mm-hmm. books. Oh, my. Like back to back? Like as soon as you drop the first one, you going right back to the drawing board and working on the second? Or no, is the second so the, already? So the book one is content and case studies and pictures book two is like the workbook that's oh okay that's smart i like that idea book arthur that's why i said i will invest let me tell you something when i finish this book i am going to be rolling around in the sand somewhere but we already know see that background i put back there that's a general idea of where i am so you already know what to come you already know where to come, girl. I got you. Catamaran boats, wool, you know, snorkeling, the whole works. Nurse yeah, sharks, this, everything. I got you, girl. This book is like a lot. And I'm just like, and I'm supposed to be planning a book tour. Am I freaking <gasps> crazy? Ooh. Um, yeah, I just need to finish this book. It's a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess cheers to me still writing the book. <laughs> yes, girl. Cheers. But yes, cheers. Oh. Yeah, to not giving up, to not giving up. Oh no, we not, cause I'm I'm already halfway through and spent too much money. We are finished. yes, for real. We're gonna finish this book. You you all gonna love this book and read this book. Tell your friends. Yes, but thank y'all for tuning in to my version of a digital girls' night out. Hey girl. Hey also, girl. Yes, and if y'all want to join in on the conversation, cause we will be, we will be, we will be chiming in on this conversation again with different girls. Yes. Or panels and stuff definitely call in at 202-480-9557 yes until next time bye g bye girl have a great day you too